2: Hello again, welcome to Porch Talk, this is your host Alan, and I have Monk and Sammy Wilde, and this is the side B of Untapped and Vinyl, this is Spirit of Radio. And this, the hit off of this, "This Land," and so...
3: It's a hell of a single. Yes. Music video included.
2: Yes. And so, Gary Clark Jr. is African American and one of the main words in that is the n-word over and over and over and over and so on world cafe they asked him you you felt the sense to put that in there i mean you couldn't just leave it out they didn't leave it out for me he said i was four years old five six seven eight years old and he's like you don't belong here go back go back where i was born here he would come home and was talking to his parents like they called me this Imagine having to explain racism to a four, five, six, seven, eight year old. It's a beautiful song. Yes, it is. It's a beautiful album.
3: It's a song and an album that you are left in silence because mm-hmm. you have nothing left to add.
2: Mm-hmm. And so like the chorus is, you better run, run, and go back where you came from. And so I'll leave, I left the parts out that... Yeah, sure, sure. And so... Imagine hearing that when you were eight years old. You had no business even hearing that. Yeah. You, you had no run. business hearing that, period. Yeah, sure.
3: I'm America's son is the counter mm-hmm. to that in the song.
2: Yeah. So that is killer. Agreed. So I don't have anything else to add or subtract. We <laughs> <laughs> okay. have come very
3: far,
0: very quickly. <laughs> so, 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 yeah,
1: we got real freaking deep for three people that are sitting around drinking. But... So next time you and I or the three of us come mm-hmm. together for a podcast, I will have listened to that song, and I will be able to interject.
2: I have not heard the song yet. so We could pause real quick in here. <laughs> yeah, well, that let's is do an option. that. All yeah. right, let's pause. We'll leave this in here. Please pause for station identification or something like that. All right, so you've heard it.
1: I've heard it. I've, I've now heard it. So we were discussing after we heard it. The radio version of that and if and whoever's listening right now if you've not listened to that song you need to listen to it This it's, Land it's, by Gary Clark,
2: it's, Jr. It, Gary Clark Jr.
1: It's socially on point right now mm-hmm. but we had discussed Sammy and I had discussed the radio edit of that song
3: yeah it's beautiful and it's hard um, and Gary Clark Jr. is such an amazing and talented and beautiful musician mm-hmm. uh, we played so every single bright that lights. he's put out yeah Bright Lights um, Last Train Home I've had home. too many of these stouts <laughs> to remember the names of his other singles. we have multiple of his singles mm-hmm. on Fox and he is a celebrated musician as Jimi Hendrix was and, sure. and so I had been teasing down because I heard that he had new music and we were all so excited and so I've been teasing down day by day and week by week
2: you could play Black Cadillac but you can't play this land. Right.
3: Right. It's, it's rough. And the morning of, I remember distinctly, like the hour before, I had listened to the song talking about and saying, hey, we're going to post this on our Facebook page. I'm going to post this on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. New music by Gary Clark Jr. And then sitting down and listening to the new single and being personally moved... An immense amount and realizing in that same moment that everything on set, uh, we are never going to play the single on 99.9, the Fox FCC and all, considered and be damned. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. And the moment of personal reconciliation of I've teased this up to this audience, I've discussed this, there are ways for the, them to pursue this. But I cannot be condoned in pursuing or promoting this any further because it is not radio material and it is hot material that I believe in, but that I cannot promote as a member of a public
1: broadcast forum, yeah. which is a
3: very uncomfortable place to be in.
1: And, and you could not air... Because the song would lose everything it is if you aired the edit version of that Mm -hmm. song.
3: Yeah, we talked earlier in this um, podcast about the fact that I entered the whole industry as an independent artist, and so I I think that you know the idea of a radio edit, which you say you've heard, Mm -hmm. I hear that and I immediately like I want to throw shit. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah, it it loses all purpose
2: they you know 911 World Cafe played it you know after he got through talking he walked through the whole act, black cadillac and walked through the stories of each song and so after they talked about this land they played the radio edit and they took the n word completely out and at that point the song loses its complete meaning
3: it's so strange yeah to me the I idea mean, of doing that
1: i mean it, it basically becomes another song that has no meaning at yeah, all when you take, the when, you take when you take out the the the, the the biggest part of that song, the the meaning behind that song, because mm-hmm. you lose the meaning behind that song when you do that right there. I mean, it's one thing to have Pink Floyd's money, that goody-goody bullshit, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a word. It's it's aired, uh, you know, yeah, shit. Yeah, you I edit mean,
3: one shit out of one song.
1: Yeah, exactly. But I just, I don't know. I mean, the whole editing down and the erasing of person's feelings behind something that happened in history or a way that they have felt as a person or as a people
3: There's no point in airing it mm. if you're not willing to right. air it in its original point, Yeah which I exactly think is why there's exactly there's more punk and more metal mm-hmm. radio and all sure, of these
1: things Sure I mean these feelings like anger and hatred and Angst. you know everything you know Yeah I mean it's just like right after you guys played me that song to let everybody know um, they played me the Gary Clark Jr. song and then I played them I'm Still a Southern Man by Will Hogue and Will Hogue, one of my favorite songwriters but I think it's kind of a, a unique contrast to that song it's kind of the other air of that spectrum the, other, the other opinion, the other thought process behind that yeah, it's, you know? it's the white guy who is
2: not down with all that Yeah, it's
1: yeah, like it's I'm,
3: a recognition and hopelessness which I think a lot of yeah. people who are empathetic feel
1: Yeah, and I think the three of us. I think in a lot of ways. I mean, growing up, maybe because I mean I was born in Maryland, but I I was raised here in Columbus, Mississippi. I was raised in the South. Maybe not so much, Sammy, but but with you, you were raised here in the South. You know, and that's the way I feel. I'm just. I mean, I don't want to get political or anything on the podcast, but go listen to the both of those songs. Go and take in what you can from those songs.
2: And I'll add this one. Uh, so you have Gary Clark Jr.'s This Land, Will Hog's Still a Southern Man, and I'll add Jason Isbell's White Man's World. Yeah. Powerful all the way around. All three of those that speak to this society and just this cultural shift. And I'm glad that we're getting to a place, at least in the art of music, to where we can talk about it.
1: Yeah, to, to where... To where I mean, us, along with the younger generation, can listen to these lyrics and they can have a different way of looking at things and know that their opinion on this thing, if they don't like it, they can say they don't Mm -hmm. like it anymore. It's not something you're taught anymore. Mm -hmm. It's something that you know of that you don't have to like and you don't have to love.
2: And And so this, going back just to the Gary Clark Jr. interview just for a second on NPR. And she asked the what well, she does all the interviews for World Cafe, what's her name?
1: Talia Schlinger.
2: That's right, Talia Schlinger. And she's like, You couldn't leave that out? And he said, They didn't leave it out for me. Yeah. He was a child. And so as you, and I'd encourage you to watch the music video. Sure. Oh, yeah, see yeah the, definitely. See the, beautiful see the children. Yeah. See the children. Because I mean, that's how old Gary was when he was hearing what the chorus is. Yeah.
1: With their, with their knees on the confederate flag yes. digging up arrowheads out of the ground
2: very yeah. poignant
1: yeah. Yep. yeah, very much so
3: well, I think music is a beautiful point of community communication and absorption and I think that's one of the big things that's happening right now is that uh, in the south and specifically the deep south you have the absorption of what's going on maybe, maybe not you have the story that's being told to you as you're raised. Do you have your reaction to it or not? And I believe, honestly, in the last two decades, and I'll be generous in saying that, I have observed very much the lack of realization of how real and poignant some of those things can be. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get political. I am trying to think very carefully about a way to say this. Uh, but I think that specifically in... A lot of people complain that the South is punished by its historical past. And I think a lot of countries around the world feel that way, that they are constantly living in the shadow of a past Mm -hmm. that they themselves as individuals did not create. Uh, And I think that that is a painful thing that people have to bear and all of us have to bear. I think that there is also a great caution to be taken For people around the world who do not live in the shadow of a past that they are trying to exonerate or absorb. Uh, Specifically in our country, I think people can be very ignorant of the impact that they make. Sure. Or their daily impacts or their daily privilege or lifestyle. Uh, And I would harken back to the first election of Obama. I heard some very horrendous things said in states that people would say, oh, well, I would love to one day move somewhere not racist like X, Y, Z. Sure. And it's because people don't have the perspective of the reality that can exist. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so you're constantly torn between trying to exonerate yourself, like the second song we listened to Mm -hmm. of a past that's put on you that you did not earn necessarily. Yes. Um, but but in, the, but in the but a, in the first res- song
1: he did not earn that past either.
2: No,
3: no. it's true. Yeah. Um, and I think
2: yeah, there's I like something the fact to be that said they were digging up arrowheads as a reminder. It's like whose yeah. land is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> past, past, past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's something to be said for the respect of the implications beyond ourselves. Uh, and I think that people who don't live in such historically hot places, sure lose sight of that, and potentially expose themselves to being, or making very monstrous or callous decisions as a result of their lack of perspective.
2: But something else, just as far as like a world view, uh, the United States is, is such a unique and special place, because this is one of the only places in the world where you have this huge melting pot, because if we were to go to Germany... Most Germans think, feel, and look the same way. Right now, I'm not saying that they're all their identity is exactly the same because no person is not the same. But you come to the United States, and we got every color on oh, the rainbow we, as far as skin color. We are the world's melting pot. Yeah, and so every. They, they, there are every type of religion. There is every type of skin color. There is every type of political view, and it's all represented here. And it's like it's the divis- the divisiveness of the culture. Because I mean, Alabama or Auburn, Mississippi State or Ole Miss, uh, Chevy or Ford. You, you, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. we're so divisive.
3: Well, yeah, it's, it's a privilege, a division, and a burden depending on what perspective you're willing to take.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a lot. I pull. All right, so roller derby. Roller Derby,
1: yes we The City Dance We got about this uh, this Saturday Some
2: against, ladies
1: Yes, against Montgomery Roller Derby okay. It's going to be cool and So, it's,
2: just for those that don't know What is Roller Derby?
1: Roller Derby is People, because it's not always female mm-hmm. uh, It's people on roller skates Skating around for a It's like football on roller skates Essentially, but kind of not sort of So, what happens is you've got a pack of of women or men, and men can be, whether you're WFTDA with the Women's Flat Track Derby Association, or you're with USARS, you've got a pack of women that call themselves the pack. Mm -hmm. So, you've got uh, three blockers on each team, and you've got one blocker that is known as a pivot. She wears a stripe on her helmet. They start off, the jammers are the two girls behind them. You're going around in a circle, just like NASCAR. Okay. Like Ricky all Bobby, all Ricky Bobby Part Two. So then you've got then you've got the other the other people in the back. There's uh, two people, one on each team. They've got a star on their helmet. They're called the Jammers. So what happens is when the whistle blows, everybody starts moving. So the Jammers are basically the they're the football.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're getting through to make points. So they have to get through the pack. These other ten. People who are, are are just up in a big bunch, mm-hmm. they get through the pack. The first person to come out of the pack is called the lead jammer. So the lead jammer has the ability to call off the jam or whatever. So she's got the power. So she runs back through. Once she gets around and back into the pack again, one point for every person she passes of the opposing team, she gets one point. So a possibility of getting four points because now with the new rules. You, when you pass the other team's jammer, you don't get an extra point. So she'll get four points for passing through the pack. She'll get through before the other jammer's person gets a, or the other team's jammer gets a chance to get through the pack. She has the ability, the lead jammer, to call off the pack by slapping her hands on her hips, mm-hmm. and that will call off the jam. That's how a roller derby bout works. Um, so the Druid City Dames, this is their. Fourth or fifth year, but this is their first official year under the rules and regulations of the Women's Flat Track Derby Association, mm-hmm. which we're pretty proud of. Sure. Because there was a lot of stuff we had to go through to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And these girls have worked their ass off their winning bouts everywhere they go now. The first year or two, maybe not so many wins. But now we're starting to get to a point That's where where, yeah. where everybody's experienced and they're and they're getting to it. So it's going to be probably I would think, in my opinion, one of the most exciting. And myself and Meg Summers, who's on Alt One Hundred we are the announcers. For this season, I was the announcer last season, kind of, sorta. There was a Lucero concert that came up, so I didn't make one bout, and it, you know, one bout I was late for, yeah, <laughs> so because it's of Tuscaloosa name. traffic and stuff. But this right here is going to be the season I think to see the Druid City Dames. And if you're listening and you're in Columbus, Mississippi, that's a one-hour drive. It sure is to the to the and super so skate where can you in Tuscaloosa. Catch this? Where's it? The at? super skate in Tuscaloosa. There you go. Bout will start at uh, five. 30 actually this probably will not be on your on but but when we do have a home bout you can get everything just go and follow druid city dames on facebook i think it's druidcitydames.com i've got links up on all of my social media as well where you can follow them on mm-hmm. instagram and twitter and things like that so yeah. but it's
3: so- such a cool hometown sport and it's way less of a pain in the ass i think I'm gonna like. Oh, it's football! Yeah, you don't have to worry. <laughs> For people yeah. who
1: you know have who are Alabama fans, you definitely don't have to worry about shitty ass traffic in Tuscaloosa on a Saturday. And I don't think any of our home bouts are during Alabama football games, which is a definite plus. It's smart. Yes. yes, you don't have to worry Strongly about any of smart. that stuff. So. <sighs>
2: see and so like just just about the team. so like what makes up the team? are these uh, college or they the working force or who are they so
1: on our team right now we've got everybody from administrative assistants to doctors we've got nurses we've got teachers it's wow. it's it's anybody who who wants and needs to like get out this uh, this this thing or just wants some exercise sure. or wants to be a part of a team. It's anybody. It's, it's all manners of life. You think about me. I'm a radio guy. Meg Summers Radio, I think our head ref, Guitarzan, he is a music professor and a world-renowned jazz guitar player you know so yeah so I mean it's all different flavors yeah exactly it's just a bunch of people who come together that they want to be a part of something big you know want to be a part of something bigger than themselves and that's it not not to
2: call it a rake sport because it's something bigger than that but it is recreational but I mean it's it's official it's it's all get out
1: it's physical it's because I used to do when I would go when I was when I was um, working and running 95 through the bear in Tuscaloosa I would go to yoga on the nights that they had practice, mm-hmm. and then I would get out of yoga, and because we'd always do it at the brewery usually, <laughs> so yeah. I'd have me a beer or two, and yeah. then I would run over to their practice, and I would do stretches and yoga with them at the end. I yeah. was like their yoga coach at That's one point. Sweet. Yeah. 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 So you know, I mean, it's it's a little bit of something for everybody. It's a physical yeah. thing, and it's really cool to watch too, and it's cool to support the only roller derby team that Tuscaloosa has because there are some cities that have more than more one. Than- I mean, look at New York City, the Gotham City. Uh, Derby, (laughs) they've got like eight teams up under them. You know, we got one. We got the Druid City Dames. So
2: and so, like when we were working uh, the Druid City Fest, I mean, uh, with Monson Brothers, they were set up right across from us. So it was good to be able to interact with them and get to meet them because I mean, uh, they were nice enough to show porch talks some love on social media. You know, they follow what we do, and so glad to give them a shout out. Love the girls. I love them. So
3: they are collective badasses, yes, they are. As a female who has rollerbladed, roller skated, and worn a lot of stripy socks, but never competed.
1: Oh, so you I need love, to come and I try out. We love laying love on other ladies. We, we have we have recruitment night, but of course you're here in Columbus, and they got the Mississippi Brawl stars here who it's are true. equally badass. There
3: are lots of things going yep. on, but I think that specifically uh, people and women. Uh, if someone's doing something weird and cool in your area, there's something worth showing up and being like, hey, I respect yep. you and I see you. Thank you. Yeah. For being a counter to the people who say, God damn it, there's nothing going on.
1: Mm, yeah. yeah. No, there's plenty going
2: yeah. on. Yeah. And so we'll close the show out with this. I think this is a good point that was made up while we were on break earlier is uh, you were asking me a little bit about my story. Yeah. And so, I mean, that is that is just the thing. Um, as I started doing porch Talk and getting out to meet all these people, it is, it's, especially in a town like Columbus, it's a big, small town. Yeah. And getting out, meeting these people, and seeing how they're connected, and be like, uh, okay, just like we were talking earlier, well, Colin led to Jamie, and Jamie led to Monk, and and Monk led to Sammy. Sure. And then through that, I mean, I also had Munson and Brothers, and that led to the right moves. I mean, it's all, and like we were saying earlier, it's like anytime you go out, well, that's so-and-so, and he used to do, he was a pro wrestler, and he married this chick from France. And it's a beautiful collective garbage fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go.
3: And so, I love I mean, it <gasps> you, you, <laughs> wouldn't have
2: it any other way you never know what you're going to get and love so, a good like, dumpster anytime fire. guys and I know everybody says this about the, the town they, they live in or the town they work in there is nothing to do here and this place sucks but I can tell you that Columbus Mississippi does not suck nor does Tuscaloosa there's plenty to do and there are plenty yeah. of interesting people to meet exactly um, If you if you say that the problem is probably you Because you are not going out You're not trying anything
3: Punk shows
2: Yeah, there's punk shows There's house shows I
1: grew up in this town And nothing Really cool ever happened here When I was growing up A lot more cool is happening now Or at least I was so young I didn't know about the cool That was happening in this town So I'm over in Tuscaloosa I'm married, I'm actually living in McCullough and so I get a call or get a, a Facebook message or whatever from a, a guy who played bass in a band I was in, in Starkville, fucking 25 Poor years man. ago, Tankhead. And so he lets me know, he's like, hey look, the Misfits are coming to Columbus. No. And I'm like, fuck you say. <laughs> he's like, yes, the Misfits are coming to Columbus. And so, yes, they. I came to Columbus, back to Columbus from McCullough, and saw The Misfits at the Princess Theater. God.
0: And it was one of
1: the most mind-blowing things I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. I was, I, I've never felt, until I, I guess that was the first time until I saw The Struts. When I saw The Struts, I was a complete oh, teenager man. again. But... Man, I was singing along to every fucking song that the Misfits did at the Princess Theater in my hometown. That's probably only the third time in history I've ever said my hometown. Um, but I mean, I was raised here, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, There's interesting so shit out. happens. You just got to pay attention for it. You got to yeah, like look for true. it. You got to yeah. hunt it out. Yeah. And with the advent of social media, you've got all the avenues yeah. in the world to find out what the hell's happening yeah. in your town.
2: And, and not to this or just go off on some social rant, but I cannot agree with Rob Swindle more. As oh, I see no, him post it no. more. No, oh, good. Is, <laughs> I do not understand why people want to gripe and complain about not having a music scene when you won't show up sure. for anything. That's
1: the exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah. exactly, yes. Because just
2: this past weekend... I was there for Waco Dead we had oh, at the Jason. elbow yep. Friday night sweetie. we had Will Johnson out from Texas yep what business did he have in Columbus mm,
1: nah just wanted to play Jason and then There's we had music. a band from
2: California
1: hanging San Francisco out. at yep. the elbow room Singing, yep. hanging out at the elbow room and then a band from Starkville Jason Triplett and, and
2: Keith Spivey and Waco Dead and you say we're not trying to do anything about the music scene yeah you got to come out.
3: I will admit, I've seen an entire djembe troupe from the Ivory Coast of Africa. Because there were hosts at the Trotter and were literally loading out into like an SUV in the back of the Trotter. And we were having open mic at the elbow room. And people were like, sweet So you're. they came down? Yeah, we were like, hey, cool drums. Like, also, who are you? Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a whole... Hour or so of like Ivory Coast Jimbe playing wow, of like cool. seven guys, yeah, because they've been loading up their cars and we were like smoking cigarettes, being like, Hey, mm-hmm.
1: yeah,
3: what's up You look like a musician, uh, 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 uh. what do you want to play? And they hung out.
1: So, I'm gonna add my story to this. So, I'm sitting around, this is uh, probably 10, 11, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting around. The, the place is now known as the Avenue Pub in Tuscaloosa. Not a paid endorsement, but it should be because my favorite place to eat. But it used to be called Boo Radley's. So I I'm sitting I in Boo, Boo Radley's, I'm, yeah. I'm sitting in Boo Radley's, and I'm at the corner of the bar. So there's a seat next to me. My friend Adam mm-hmm. from from Dublin is next to me, and we're hanging out. And this guy, this 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 little fella, and this big gigantic fella come in the room. And they come, and the little fella sits next to me, the big fella sits next to him. So we start talking. And he's like, Yeah, I had a gig scheduled at the um, at the Chucker, but I walked in there. Chucker's an old punk club or old uh, old established club in, in Tuscaloosa. Not there anymore. They tore it down, built government buildings, whatever. As you do. <laughs> sure. And, and yeah, place that Hendrix played. They're mm-hmm. going to tear it down and build a government building. But anyway, <laughs> I guess. So, we're sitting there talking, and he's like, yeah, man, I just put out my first single on J record Company. It's not J Records, whatever it is. He said, am. So, I'm like, well, cool. We're about to go over to the bar next to us, 4th and 23rd. Why don't you come over and hang out and sing? So, me and Adam got up and took Gavin DeGraw and his bass player, over to 4th and 23rd oh. where we commenced to getting extremely intoxicated and he got on stage. Gavin DeGraw got on stage. This is back the first stage. the Chariot had just came out. Wow. And we got on stage and or he got on stage. I did not. I was, yeah, you know, whatever. Probably couldn't so, stand, right? Yeah, and so he got up and did a sexual healing with the band. It was an Aww. R&B band at the time. That's Perfect stage. fit for Gavin DeGraw oh. to be playing and that was like, that's, And then I remember in like the whole end of the story is Gavin, I'm sitting in a chair, just like a regular old metal chair that you see at every big function. And Gavin comes up and puts his hand on both my shoulders and he goes, Monk, I'm so fucking drunk. (laughs) 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 So I got that experience. That's my find somebody and move them over to another place to play a cool gig. That's so Yeah so that was yeah. that was really a cool experience that I had in my, in my life and my career So awesome this is a good story
3: speaking of the uh, chariot did you ever see a band called the chariot play at the princess
1: theater I did not
3: they are from roughly New Orleans ish yeah this was about 10 years ago sludge metal um, very heavy and they showed up they were booked I don't know
1: Sludge metal, kind of like the Caius like Queens of the Stone Age, kind of no, muddy, like
3: actual sludge metal, like a oh, yeah. metal, but like very Southern influenced, like kind of in the way that grunge is Seattle influenced, gotcha. like yeah. the struggles yeah. of the area, slower. Um, I assume Brian Roberts booked them, um, but they played the Princess Theater in the actual theater. Theater, yeah, yeah, from 1903 or whatever it is. <laughs> I bet that was really cool. And uh, they came in, they were all very, like, polite, as you do, and then they played their show, and it was like poundingly intense metal. Uh, them like playing solos and then literally like slinging the bass guitar to another bandmate across the stage. Yeah, wow, would catch it and continue playing music, and they would like. Thrash their shit on the stage and like intense crazy bullshit that if you weren't there you would be like you're making that up. Yeah. Uh, And they played and everyone was great and a lot of people still have shirts that are like One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, The Chariot. (laughs) I love that. The the best merch ever. Yeah. Um, But and then they disappear. And yeah. uh, it's another example of small-town America that if you weren't there, yeah, you continue sitting at your local watering hole being like, oh, nothing, yeah. ever, nothing happens. ever happens.
0: Nothing mm-hmm. ever
1: happens here. Because I can remember growing up here, and I remember the first time I ever got a chance to crowd surf was when Blind Melon played the Princess Theater.
3: Brad is sweet, by the way. <laughs> yes,
1: they're all sweet. they and Word. Shannon Shannon yeah. was a sweet fella too yeah I got a chance um, this is a whole nother podcast but the, it is but yeah, the time we're cutting it in half but the time when when I was when I was um, three? living with my cousin in New Orleans and I get the phone call from a friend of ours
0: oh when he beat up
3: that cop
1: I get a phone call from a friend of ours I answer the phone because it's six o'clock in the morning New Orleans mm-hmm. I'm sleeping on the couch my cousin's sleeping in the bed his roommate's asleep I answer the phones like, hey, this is James. Who is this? And I'm like, it's Shane. Oh, hey, Shane. Um, is your cousin there? And I'm like, yeah, but he's asleep. It's like, okay, well, Shannon and some people that we know got arrested last night on Bourbon Street, and we need a resident of New Orleans to come and post the bond. Yeah. We sat there all damn morning for like three hours at all these different bail bondsmen. We got went to three of them just to find out. You don't need a person from New Orleans to post a bond, mm-hmm. no. but the coolest thing about the whole morning to me was rolling up. Now, this was, this was in the early nineties when OPP was a big ass song, right? Mm-hmm. So we roll up and there's a bunch of people, yeah, you know me. there's a bunch of people out playing basketball on the courts yeah. and down there Britch's leg, it says OPP oh, for Orleans Parish Prison. <laughs> so that in itself was a big joke. So anyways, we got the guys out, and then they invited us because we helped them out and was sure. spent our morning. They invited us down to Baton Rouge, where we, uh, attempt, we went to the library at first and got extremely intoxicated, and then went to the Varsity Theater in Baton Rouge and watched Flowerhead, whose big song was Shane, yes. which is my birth name, and then... Blind Melon played and that was the only the second time ever in my life both times Blind Melon that somebody was like come here big fella get up here and put their hand out and I grabbed up like put my foot in their hand and jumped up and crowd surfed I looked over and and I think at one point Shannon Hoon looked at me and pointed at me and was like kind of winking, you know, yeah, he's like, like you? right on brother. You about to fall on your damn neck, because that's what they did. They let me go on my neck and it hurt really bad. It was I was all right. Yeah, yeah. I was so drunk it didn't yeah. matter. But yeah. Good so and flexible.
3: No tripping daisy? No, no,
1: no. Oh my gosh, that was that's like I don't know. I to like to me, looking back at music from, from when I grew up and I'm I'll be forty five this year. So, like, I was 17, 18 years old in 91, 92 when things shifted Yeah. as far as musically, For when true. our Beatles happened, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that, or, or I've said this up, up until now, I've said that I don't think music has ever sounded as good or, or will never sound as good as it did then, but I think right now, I'm listening to music in a different light, and I think music is sounding as good as it did then. It's more clear in my head yeah. than it has ever yeah. been. There are so many bands doing such good shit out there yeah. right now. There's so many labels putting out quality stuff. You know, yeah. so many kids in their damn garages mm-hmm. working their ass off to do something different and do something
2: other than work at the part shop. You know yeah. what I mean? Get so tired of hearing like uh, with whether it be classic rock or whether it be outlaw country whoever your dad's dad or your father's is like they just don't do it like they used to so this is all I listen to I don't know about all that you know
3: all I ever want is loud music and raw emotion and low conflict Um,
2: (laughs) yeah low conflict yeah
3: because really uh, and this is punk this is rock this is anything else and again the art hippie speaks really loud, raw someone else sharing what they feel to me is like this sonic embryonic like hug.
1: Sure. Mm -hmm.
3: And so you get wrapped up inside that. And it's a beautiful comforting thing. And other things are also artistically interesting. But there's something very raw about a person on the edge of their existence screaming out the absolute excess of what they can put out. And that's like a very, for me, for other people, that's a very aggressive, very raw thing. For me, that's a very, that's a thing I wrap myself
1: in. Yeah. I mean, just show me the bones. Yeah. You know, show me everything you got.
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, that's...
3: All genres and all music, uh, the one thing that I come back to again and again is someone else showing their ass, so to speak, or showing how they really feel.
1: Yep, like Gary Clark Jr. going back to that. I mean, just showing his raw emotions. It's respect. Not holding it back.
2: And when you said like just the edge of existence, I go back to seeing MTV unplugged Nirvana when the Um, last song... I've got Wait. the vinyl over there. We when, can listen when to it did, when this is all when, done. When he did, where did you sleep last night? And the yep. look in Kurt's eyes when he got to the last part, I was like, "Is that his soul?"
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because that was such a, a raw song. Because Belly, mm-hmm. I believe, was the writer of that was, of yeah. that song. Is yeah, it credited. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, because the original song I think was called "Black Girl." If I'm not mistaken. I had no idea. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, because that's the original blues song. Um, or maybe Where Did You Sleep Last Night, but it Memphis. didn't it, yeah. Not in the Pines. Yeah, yeah, not in the Pines. Yeah. So but uh, I such a that's a great record too. And if you ever get a chance, and this is for everybody listening, if you ever get a chance, go back and you can probably find it on the YouTube right now, but go back and watch the documentary surrounding Nirvana doing Unplugged and the fact that everybody at MTV thought they were going to come in do all their hits and shit and Kirk and they in come out and with said, acoustics Kurt come in and said we're going to invite the Meat Puppets up we're going to do this we're going to do that we're going to do some cover songs we're going to do a David Bowie track we're yeah. going to fucking and like everybody was so nervous before every song but it ended up being one of the most brilliant Acoustic and live performances I think ever recorded.
2: It's the best in my opinion the best unplugged MTV done And that would be next to uh, I really like Alice in Chains unplugged and uh, Incubus unplugged it was such a a
3: strange moment Um, a year and a half two years ago when they brought back the MTV unplugged series
2: it's I didn't new. know it. It's I knew it's fresh. I didn't know MTV played music again. Just, is MTV back? still a thing? I don't have cable. Well, so it I should don't be know. like RTV. Okay, it's like reality television. But yeah. hold,
3: MTV is a thing. MTV <laughs> music debatable. Um, MTV brought back the unplugged concert series yeah. approximately a year and a half, two years ago, and so these series of relevant bands they've been inviting. It's been very interesting.
1: They didn't invite Imagine Dragons, did they? I don't believe so. Okay, good. Nothing against Imagine Dragons. I'm a I'm totes of, like I don't mind Imagine Dragons. Lots
3: know. of other top forty people. You would probably oh, be no. very. Did, they,
1: did Beyonce do one or Jay Z or what? Well, Jay Z did one, didn't he?
3: I've not paid attention. Did he do one the I'll first time?
1: Now I, I I will I will go back to I <laughs> will go back to the very first MTV Unplugged, which a lot of people. I don't know if there's video recording of it, but there's audio recording when Paul McCartney did "MTV Unplugged." Yeah, and plug. yeah. One, and he did bluegrass songs. He wow. went. He did "Blue Kentucky" and and all. Oh my God, it was uh, oh, it was brilliant. I had the cassette for a long time. I need to probably buy it on vinyl, but I loved it.
3: Well, mm-hmm. so here in an effort to pull full circle, um, I think radio people are hungry for something unique and original and they hear a lot of the hits format because everyone listens for 12 minutes and sure. if you tune in and hear your favorite three songs in 12 minutes you're hooked. That's your favorite station, sure, yeah. right? Uh, until everyone gets fav- uh, tired of their favorite three songs um, which comes back to the like shock value of Alice Cooper and so many people before him. Shock rock. Yeah. And shock everything of like, oh that's human Um, and so the idea of stupid things like a request show where someone will actually go oh no we don't play that let uh, me look in this shelf of CDs that we play and see if some program director in 85 allowed me to play that (laughs) and no one has reneged on that um, it's it's a cool thing to be able to go and, and I've done this um, someone requests something and go no we're not allowed to play that but I have that in my hand right now and we are allowed to play that band and I know that the people I work with love and respect radio enough to let me play this one time for you and have that actual real response like two minute time yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, And you have stupid things, like, yeah, I own Nirvana, Unplugged, in New York, MTV, and I think people like hearing that that still exists somewhere, even if they don't really get to hear it all the time.
1: Yeah, and it's good to be able to do that because I know for so many times, like what I was taught growing up in radio was when people call and want to hear something, you just say, I'll see what I can do.
3: You talk them into yeah, it. I'll, yeah, I'll I You say, I'll like, see, hey, what, I'll I see what I can do. In like, the meantime, I, you know, what else do you want yeah, to hear? It's like,
1: yeah, or, or you're like, well, I don't know if we have that. Mm-hmm. What else? Yeah. I mean, is there something that would you like to hear? Ozzy Osbourne's blah, 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 blah yeah. You know? you kind of try to walk them into something else, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like you never completely commit to it, but it's, I don't know. I think maybe things are changing as far as the world of music and formats and things like that. Maybe it's a little more relaxed on request shows. I don't know. I don't do a request show. No, Sammy does
3: I think the reality of that Is that all of that still stands And I am terrible at doing your request show Because I believe in radio Yeah Magic yeah. Yes, the thing that you call me for And the thing that we would never ungodly play Because fuck that song yeah. I really want to honestly make that happen for you Right now, in this moment uh, and i think that that loyalty is worth more than a lot of things at least in a small town market
1: 100 percent.
3: you become a voice for everyone mm-hmm. which is way more meaningful than your personal music taste which is why i will play nickelback on request
2: God bless you. And I
3: always introduce Kid Rock as America's favorite cowboy rapper. Mm.
1: Alright, so the Nickelback thing I'm not going to comment on. But I will comment on Kid Rock. One of my very good, one of my best friends, Victoria, her band is managed by Kid Rock. Mm. She says he's a stand-up dude.
3: I'm sure he is. I'm cool with
1: that person. But Nickelback. Alright, so do you remember seeing that in the tabloids I think maybe we didn't talk about it there was a big thing going around for a short time that fans were wanting Chad Kroger to be the new singer for Nirvana
2: shut up and
3: divorce Avril Lavigne who's that I think think that right there is a whole
1: another podcast a whole another round of beers
2: all right, well, Alan, let it die, let it die, let it die. You Kill call it. it. You, call it, brother. Kill it a you call it, You call it. Well, guys, Cheers, y'all. Thanks for... This has been a uh, a part two section of Porch Talk. Let it burn. Let it burn. Sammy, thank you so much. Thank you. Monk, thank you for hanging out with mm-hmm. us. again. Alright, guys. We're out of here. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us for another episode of Porch Talk. This has been the side B of Untapped and Vinyl Sammy and Monk thank you so much for hanging out well guys I would love for you to connect with us on social media so we are on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter The Twitter is new and uh, it's been a real unadulterated experience and we share a lot about technology and music and sports and it's a great way to get like just just a quick twitter version of it and twitter is such a mean and divisive place so it's it's great to hang out on that platform and also we are on patreon if you uh if you have any interest in that i would encourage you to just go watch uh watch the intro video and just go check the patreon out and if you're down good and i'd love to hear from you uh, any questions or anything that you have going on? So just connect with us. Anyway, we're going to get on out of here. Here is the notes. This is Bo Jeffries wasted on you. And Bo, thank you so much for uh, allowing me to come and sit down with you and record. It's good to have some local music and it's good to sit down with them just in person. All right, guys, getting out of here. Peace out. <laughs>
1: Baby, you somehow find a way
3: to
2: reach inside and steal all that I meant to say for someone beyond Do we broke?